Hello, this is Joshua P. Warren, and you are listening to Joshua P. Warren Daily. Oh boy, what a busy weekend. Let me tell you, here it is right in the middle of October, and uh, I am just slammed. But it's all great stuff. Um, For one thing, I want to pick up a little bit on what I was talking about in my last podcast. We were discussing the uh, Akashic Records, and um, the idea that... There may be some sort of collective consciousness, some sort of a a large database that's in the cosmos, but also sort of right at your fingertips that uh, captures all of the information that has ever existed. Everything about every person and event from all the past, everything happening in the present, and even what will happen in the future. And this is an interesting concept, the idea that maybe everything is actually happening simultaneously, and we are just experiencing it moment by moment because that's all our tiny little brains are able to process at any particular given time. And uh, sometimes I think it might be similar to the analogy of an ant walking around on a huge photograph. Now, of course, if you look at a photograph up close, you see lots of little dots. So the ant is so small, as the ant walks back and forth on the photo, the ant is only able to see one little dot at a time. However, maybe the memory of each one of those dots is nevertheless stored somewhere in the ant's little brain. And when finally he scans left to right, right to left, left to right, right to left, who knows how many times, a million times we'll say, maybe finally he gets to the very last dot. And at that point, he sees the big picture. That is the moment when your life flashes before your eyes. I'm sure you've heard of that. And then you die. Because now it's time for you to transition on to another big picture. Is it possible that that's what we're dealing with, that the picture is already there? The picture already exists. But we live this life just trying to process as much data as we can day by day until finally we get the big picture and then... uh we move on. That's a possibility. Um, and, you know, time is such a mysterious thing. Uh, I'd like to, to bring this topic up uh, again and again over um, some of the next few podcasts because time is a key element, not only in the human experience, but also um, just about every form of paranormal phenomenon. Uh, so I thought a lot about some of the practical benefits of ghost research because, you know, I do get asked from time to time, what exactly is the point of all this? Is it just to talk to dead people? And actually that's not really the biggest driving force for me. I know some people get into ghost research because they just want to have fun and, uh, you know, they, there may not be a lot of stuff to do after dark and, in someone's town, and so uh, he or she says, hey, let's go and uh, see if we can find a ghost. You know, it can just be for entertainment. Uh, 
in other cases, well, yes, you do have, of course, those people who want to communicate with the dead. That's what really gave rise to the big spiritualist movement of the Victorian era. Uh, and, and it always kicked up a lot when um, there was a war. Right after World War II, there was a big boom after millions of people had been killed around the world. and Relatives were trying to contact their deceased loved ones, and you always have, unfortunately, unscrupulous people who have taken advantage of that, which is why a lot of paranormal research gets a bad name, because there have been phonies and shysters out there that have tried to, um, to take advantage of someone's grief and uh, use that in order to get money unscrupulously. But for me, I'll tell you what, one of the big things that has always inspired me is, um, it seems to me that even though there are different types of ghosts, uh, the most prominent type is what we would probably call an imprint. And an imprint is a type of ghost that seems to be literally imprinted or impressed or stored or recorded in the environment. It's not necessarily uh, a living thing. It could just be like a big hologram. Um, think of it as sort of like a big 3D IMAX movie that happens to be stored within the realm around you. Um, here's an analogy that I, I thought of uh, a few years ago that might be applicable. You know, they have these RFID chips now that uh, are used every day in retail. And, uh, for example, if you go to, uh, let's say you go to Walmart and you buy a product, it might have a little chip on it. Now, that chip is passive meaning it doesn't necessarily have its own battery or, or power supply. It's just a design that just sits there passively doing nothing. However, if you try to walk out of the store and you have not removed or somehow deactivated that chip, as you walk out the exit, there are these little transmitters on either side of the exit that are transmitting an electromagnetic field. And when your passive little RFID chip um, is hit by that field, suddenly something amazing happens. It wakes up and it turns from passive to active and it begins to transmit information back and then the alarm goes off and they know somebody is trying to sneak out the door with something that hasn't been properly uh, handled. So therefore, what if we use that as an example and we say, is it possible that maybe all of reality is sort of packed with a type of natural little RFID chip that all around us are billions and trillions of uh, of little impressionable chips and that when an activity or an event occurs it makes an impression on those and it, it the environment stores stores that information now the information is just sitting there passively and maybe most people can walk around and uh, never be affected by it but sometimes 
under some circumstances, certain people will have a consciousness that happens to resonate sympathetically or operate at a certain frequency that, um, that shines upon those little passive RFID units, so to speak. And what happens is they wake up and then they begin to broadcast their information back. And that's why some people might be more or less apt to see ghostly things, to see what happened in the past. And some people may be more compatible with certain places than others. I think when you, you look at books and movies like The Shining by Stephen King, that's, I think, a part of it, the idea that this very location, the Overlook Hotel, is a place that stores memories, and uh, especially the most powerful ones that are often bad. And that if you are sensitive to that, um, well, you get to relive some of these things. Well, that said, regardless of how all this works, regardless of any practical mechanism, just imagine if by studying ghosts and studying this process by which information might be stored in the environment, we were someday able to create a camera, if you will, capable of seeing the past. So in other words, you go to some location, you set up this camera, and uh, you are able to turn a knob and tune back uh, hours, days, weeks, years, and observe all the events that have happened at that particular location. Can you imagine the earth-shattering, astonishing results, how that would affect everything about the way we live our lives? I mean, for one thing, there would be no debate anymore uh, over what happened in history to a certain extent, unless we were going to argue about timelines and all that. You could say, look, here is what really happened. You can see it. Um, or think about the implications for privacy. I mean, uh, what if you can't protect a location secret? And uh, can you imagine if you go to a, a hotel room and start flipping back through the, the weeks and, and years, the things that you would witness. So there would be major, major concerns for privacy and different types of moral and ethical issues. So these are all things that, uh, that would happen. It would be a Pandora's box. It would be a can of worms. But, you know, it makes you wonder, if that technology is possible to develop, then is it not reasonable to think that it has already been developed somewhere in the future and that people in the future are literally watching us right now just like a big reality program, like a big Truman show? And it may be that whether or not you believe in a god or some kind of observer that's sitting up there peering down on you from the clouds, if you have some sense, just some eerie feeling or some odd sensation that you're being watched all the time, that something is observing you. Maybe it's because we have millions of people in the future that are looking back at all of us today. And again, watching us like a big show, laughing at our follies and our ignorance. 
and um, and how protective that we feel about things that are actually exposed. I think there's actually some kind of a quote in the Bible. I'm not. I don't exactly recall it about the fact that someday there will be no secrets and everything will be known. Wonder if it could relate to something like that. So. The idea of creating such a technology that could look back through stored information, look back through the past, the timeline, the Akashic record, call it what you will, is an amazing concept. And I don't think any of us could resist taking that camera and taking a peek at things. But boy, it could be a Pandora's box, a can of worms, no going back, uh, that could be abused just like anything powerful. But nonetheless, it's a fascinating concept, and that is one of the possible practical benefits of ghost research that I find especially fascinating. So anyway, we'll talk more about time in some upcoming podcasts. I want to tell you I have um, some other exciting news that I'll be talking more about later. Um, You're probably aware that in my workshop, I create what are called parasymatic sigils. This is using a process that I invented in order to create symbols that essentially may have magical powers. Uh, If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go to joshuapwarren.com and scroll down and you can take a look at a section with sigils and click a link and there's all kinds of info for you. Well, as I have continued experimenting with this, I had an aha moment, I had an idea to create a special type of wand with a selenite crystal that will actually enhance sigils. And it does this because these special selenite crystals are they are really astounding. I wish that you could see this as well in video and pictures as you can in person, but if you take one of these crystals, which is quite a chunk, and you put it on something that's printed, it will, because of its enormous clarity, it will project whatever is underneath it forward. It looks like you're watching it on a little raised movie screen over top of what's there. And so it seemed to me that this would be an interesting idea to take what's already there as a sigil and see about projecting it forward. So I have created one small batch of what I call the sigil wands. And uh, I'm only going to make it available on my website for the next seven days or until I uh, run out of supplies because I don't have a lot. So if that's of interest to you, right now, if you go to joshuapwarren.com, in the top right-hand corner, you'll see a little picture of the wand on top of a sigil. It doesn't say anything because I'm trying to keep this sort of low-key because, you know, I... I don't want to just uh, sell out all at once. I'd rather people who have an interest in this find out about it and have an opportunity. So if you go to the top right-hand corner of joshuapwarren.com, you'll see a little picture of a wand on the sigil. You click that, and you can uh, watch the video of me showing how this thing works and telling you all about it. So that is available right now and will be again for the next seven days or until I run out of stuff. Um, okay, busy, busy weekend. Uh, tonight, once again, already, the uh, Haunted Asheville Tour is sold out. Uh, there is still some space on the Haunted Biltmore Village Tour at 8 p.m. if that is of interest to uh, you. And also there will be a Haunted Biltmore Village Tour tomorrow night at 8 p.m. All that stuff is at hauntedashville.com. Uh, I am right now heading to see... My partner in crime, Mr. Mobius. 
Mr. Mobius, of course, you know, I've worked with him for a long time on a lot of different projects. And uh, he is now working with me on this podcast project, making sure everything is uploaded properly and marketed properly. And uh, we've got some little experiments that we're going to discuss tonight. So uh, we're going to get into some mischief and uh, who knows, maybe I'll have some really interesting things to tell you later on about how that goes. But uh, here it is, October, mid-October, hard to believe, just a couple more weeks for till Halloween, and uh, I'm right in the thick of the busiest time of year for me. So I hope you're doing well. Thank you for listening. Thank you for staying curious, and I'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>